0: Hey guys, welcome to another mailbag episode of the It's a podcast, the roundtable Dungeons and Dragons discussion where you never know what you're going to get. Obviously, I'm Dan, and with me today, you will note, is, well, nobody currently in the room with me. What I do have is a bunch of recordings from all of the DMs on the podcast that you've heard up until this point. Because you see, way back when this glorious podcast began, we started off with a brief series. Um, where Adam, Terry, and I, since it was just the three of us way back then, answered a few brief questions that kind of gave some insight into the kind of Dungeon Masters we are. Now, if you've been paying attention to the podcast over the past 200 episodes, we'll get to that in a minute, you will have noticed that it is no longer just Adam, Terry, and me. It is a whole slew of guest hosts and experts that we've brought on to the podcast to give us insight, to share in their wisdom from years upon years of running this wonderful game that we all love. So we've reached out to these people that you've met over the past three months, two years, however long it is, to rehash the Meet the DMs episodes so that you could see where all of us are coming from. Now don't worry, Adam, Terry, and I are still going to be on it. We're still going to be there giving a Update, as it were, to those episodes we did two and a bit, I guess, years ago. Now, you might be sitting here and wondering, 200 episodes, Dan, the It's a Mimic podcast is releasing episode 113 this week. Well, you're right, but at the same time, we have put forward 200 episodes worth of content. But this is between the mailbags, the specials, the actual plays, the campaign builder, which I swear is coming back. Call of Cthulhu, which I swear is just delayed and we'll be seeing very, very soon. All of that put together, all that content, the the weird ones where Adam broke into my basement and whispered into a microphone uh, for an hour, all of these episodes collectively come to 200 episodes worth of content for you guys, and here we are. So like I said, for this mailbag, we wanted to rehash that idea of the Meet the DMs episodes, but... Let's be completely honest. If we sat down with all of our new DMs and asked them to answer all of the questions that we had before, it would be a 24-hour episode and ain't nobody got time for that. So what we've done is we have divided those questions up into a, well, a rollable D10 table because we're nerds, D&D. Why not have a random encounter? So – we have questions about what is your favorite and least favorite class, favorite and least favorite playable race and or sub race in D&D 5e. We've asked what is your favorite monster, what is your least favorite monster, what is your favorite spell and your least favorite spell, and what is your favorite fantasy trope and what is your least favorite fantasy trope. It's a 10d10 table. These are all questions Terry Adam and I answered way back when. So what the guys are going to do is they're going to grab their dice. They're going to roll it. And they're going to answer three of these questions randomly off the top of their heads. So without further ado, let's check in with the entire cast of the It's Mimic podcast and see what strong opinions they have about Dungeons and Dragons 5e. Welcome back from the intro music Uh, that was again provided to us by the wonderful Corey Weeb, who's a good friend of mine, wonderful bassist. Buddy and I have played music together for years, so shout out to Corey. But without further ado, let's get going here. Um, I rolled randomly while the music was playing for an initiative for all of our DMs to see who would come first and figure out what the order is here, because there's a bunch of these jerks now, so unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know, Terry is going to go first. I've never heard Terry roll first for initiative in his entire life. I'm pretty sure he rolled last, even when he had a high dex rogue, but he managed to get in first here. So here's Terry.
1: Uh Hello, my name's Terry. I've been playing D&D uh, for around about six years now to varying degrees. And when Dan and Adam approached me about providing this masterclass to the people, I at first was not surprised you know i've had a long 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 six-year career of sometimes playing anD i have a i have a working knowledge of fifth edition and i am proficient in um in nothing else so it's an absolute honor um i'm looking forward to handing down some of these tips tricks that i've learned over the years um and that 50 percent of the time work every time And so my name is terry this is my masterclass. Okay, so I'm going to roll this D10 three times. You know, I haven't used my own dice, guys. This is for just Adam and Dan and anyone else uh, for so long that it was an emotional trigger when I opened them. I was so happy to see them because because Dan we usually roll yours. I don't think I've rolled my dice in I don't even know how long and even when. Yeah, I just haven't. Okay, so here we go. Question one. I'm on the wrong screen as well. I got a three. Let me click between my screens. Three. What is your favorite playable race and or sub-race in D&D 5th edition? My favorite playable race is probably... Oh, man. This is so boring. Answer. Probably humans. Humans. Because, yeah, we're fair... Well, it was arrogant that we just thought we should immediately get plus one to everything. Like, as though it's like anything you can do, literally anything I can do better. Sometimes you might do something slightly better than that, but not all of it. Um... But I like the weaknesses that come with it. I like you no know, dark vision, man. Everything in D D's got dark vision, you know. And and I'm I've made it a point in my DMing that if the human fighter goes into the cave, they cannot see. And I will still remember it on the next session. I will still remember it after room three. DMs, you don't remember. They cannot see, uh, and that's what I like about playing that character. It's a challenge. Um, they're 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 not exceptional at anything, but they're very good. Um and uh I need that grittiness. I need to suffer in DD, I need to be scared. Otherwise uh, there's no point. Otherwise then the good moments don't feel it. So so human is, is the long answer to that. Okay, question two. Eight. What's eight? What is your least favorite spell in D fifth edition? My least favourite spell is uh tongues tongues. Language is a huge part of this game for me. I think it should be a huge part of your strategy. And just like how gold, everybody says gold gets overlooked and gold doesn't mean anything. Gold doesn't mean anything because you let them carry 10,000 gold pieces. So that's why, you know, their pockets can't carry that much. (laughs) But in the same vein... that Gold isn't a commodity in the same way that uh, that <laughs> language isn't. Uh, because tongues immediately just gives you access to everything. Uh, it takes away that challenge. It takes away something where it, it matters what languages you speak. It matters if you can't understand this language. It's, it should be a huge part of the exploration pillar. It should be puzzles and challenges in itself. And when you put tongues into the world, you just negate all of that. Okay, question three. One. What is your favorite playable class? And or subclass in D and D fifth edition favorite playable class is now cleric. I loved playing cleric. I love playing. I love playing arcane trickster as well though. Hmm. No cleric because there's more because because I loved the the I played a uh, uh, ASMR war cleric and uh you know um I, I yeah I wish I got to play that character longer you know life and. And things and COVID and all that sort of stuff and life gets in the way and I didn't get to play that character for longer but I, man yeah I've got to go back to Cleric there's more I want to do I want to explore it in a different way I want to use different strategies I was I was a flying ASMR that had spirit guardians I was like it was just the way I lined that up it was incredible I was just blasting shit but I want to try it a different way I want to lean into healing more I really really want to commit the character to, to buff in and, and heal like a support role I want to commit character to that and I want to do with cleric and I think maybe 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 I just have to fully commit and do like a life cleric or something we'll see we'll see but uh yeah cleric and that's me all right chaps I'll stop this thank you
0: thanks for the masterclass, Terry up next on the docket is a fan favorite for reasons Adam and I still to this day cannot fathom it's Dave
2: All right, so roll a d10, huh? Well, the only thing I've got handy is my d20 roller. All right, so uh, for the first one, I rolled an eight. What is your least favorite spell in D&D 5th edition? (sighs) I mean, there's a few that uh, seem a little redundant. There's a few that seem like they do the same thing, Um, but... uh, one of the ones that my party has used against me recently that i really have come to uh, to not quite care for uh, is thorn whip okay uh, it's a great spell it absolutely is uh, however from a dm's perspective it can really change things uh, let me tell you i had a group of uh, my or i had my party a little while ago get absolutely stumped by a uh, drider that was hanging hanging out on a ceiling uh, it almost killed a couple of them but i mean they managed to make their way through it Uh, Now, fast forward a few sessions later, they come across another drider. It's up in the ceiling, kind of hanging around spider webs. And they hit it with the thorn whip, pull it 10 feet towards them, and it falls to the ground. It's the D&D equivalent of Scorpion's get over here. And let me tell you, I didn't really appreciate that. All right, rolling the next one, a 10. What is your least favorite fantasy trope that you often see in D&D and other tabletop RPGs? Uh, geez I mean most of the ones that I find bothersome are probably ones that I use uh, just to okay so it should be no secret that I like telling a story more than I'm worried about getting bogged down in uh, in the smaller details in the finer side of things uh, in the mechanics that just are there but not everybody will use them, you know? Like, I don't make my guys track rations. Uh, For the most part, I tend to assume that they're intelligent enough to have some sort of light source. I don't weigh my time down with that. We get about two and a half hours a week to play, uh, so I don't want to just waste 30 minutes figuring out who has enough water skins to survive the next three days. I don't freaking care, okay? So I use a lot of these fantasy tropes, that probably actually bother me more than I'm willing to admit in order to fast forward, uh, you know, the, these little encounters and things that uh, are not super important to the story. Sorry, I should, I should clarify, that aren't super important uh, to the story as decided by me and the party. This is not just me deciding these things. These are things that over the years we have decided that we're not simply interested in getting bogged down with. Uh, so, for instance, that might be that everybody meets in a tavern, Uh, or, uh, uh, you know, you you have to introduce a new party member and they've been captured and you free them. There are interesting ways you can do this, okay? The the simple just hand wave of that uh, is bothersome, but you can do that without being bothersome, if that makes sense. You don't just have them meet in a bar. You have a little bit of intrigue going on in there as well. Maybe one of them uh, you've worked into being a contact that will... Uh, further your story maybe they weren't actually captured they weren't actually prisoners but they feigned it because the uh, the the captors are a little soft in the head so they've engineered the situation where they could escape but they're the ones that are doing the interrogating you you know like uh, black widow in the beginning of what is the first avengers uh where you know she's the one that's tied up to a chair but is getting all the information out of the russian guys that kind of thing you can have fun with it but you know the, the the regular tropes drive me up the wall but i like to change them i'm not sure that answered the question but i'm going to stick with it uh for the third one what did we roll an eight again not doing that i already answered that let's do it again a seven what is your favorite spell in dnd fifth edition uh i don't think i'm qualified to answer this I mean, least favorite spell, I am qualified because I have them used against me, so I don't like them. But as a GM or DM, um, I I, I tend to not get to pick a lot of the spells. I can, but I mean, the monsters mainly have uh, uh, spells that are are associated with them in particular. Um, I don't like that question. I'm going to do a different one. A six. Okay, well, we're working our way down here. Uh, What is your least favorite monster in D&D 5th edition? Hmm uh gee i don't know basic monsters i guess i mean i like things that are going to keep it interesting if all you're doing is running across uh you know adversarial orcs that's gonna get dry real quick um you know like the basic mobs i guess i guess i'm going to just expand that out and say mobs uh they certainly have a place but uh you got to be really careful with them i mean i like the idea of goblins and stuff but when i use goblins uh it's not just hey, you come across a pack of goblins and they fight, it's, let's have a conversation now. Well, goblins are crafty, okay? They're not they're not intelligent, but they're not stupid, okay? They, they do like self-preservation, uh, and they are motivated to do things. So, uh, I mean, as a whole, least favorite monster, probably mobs, but if you were to individually take them, I, I would probably find redeeming qualities for every single one. Uh, anyways, um, I hope that that, Answered the questions for you. Uh, I will talk to you guys next time. Back to Dan.
0: For shame using a dice roller, Dave. This is the It's a Mimic podcast. We use real dice in a real dice box. Get your shit together. Anyways, now that we have that nonsense out of the way, let's jump over to one of my favorite fellow gnome aficionados and probably one of the biggest supporters during our fledgling early days. Fan favorite of the podcast. I know I already said it, but I'm saying it again. Fan favorite of the podcast here is Pepperina.
3: This is Pepperina Sparkle Jim. It might surprise some of you to learn that is not my real name. <laughs> my parents did not, in fact, name me Pepperina. My real name is Ashley. But um, I go by Pepperina in the D&D world. Pepperina or Peps, I will answer to that. Or Ashley. <laughs> um, the name Pepperina actually comes from... Oh, well over a decade ago when I used to play World of Warcraft, I rolled up a gnome with blue hair and used a random name generator and got Pepperina. And Sparkle Jim comes straight out of the player's handbook. Um, When I first started D&D, about four or so years ago, I rolled up a gnome, I gave her blue hair, and I gave her the name Pepperina. So that's it. just a sort of... Um, stuck from there. Like I said, I've been playing D&D for about four years or so. Um, My husband got me into it. He has been playing a little bit longer, but I held out as long as I could as he begged me to uh, join his group. And when I finally agreed to it, I dove in headfirst and haven't looked back since. I love to paint minis. I love to build terrain. And I love to play. I've recently gotten into DMing with my kids, which is a whole, like, next level of playing. They are a lot of fun, and we love playing our family games together. All right. I got a four, which is, what is your least favorite playable race? Um, my least favorite playable race is probably a human, um... I've not played a human, but I'm currently rolling one up. I just, you know, I am a human, so <laughs> I look towards other things uh, in my fantasy game than, you know, my everyday life. So, I, like I said, I'm currently rolling one up, though, so um, I'm kind of pushing myself and building a character of things that I didn't necessarily think interested me to see if I'm wrong. So, um, human paladin, here I come. All right, that is a five. What is your favorite monster in D&D? Um, anybody who follows my Instagram page will know that is a dragon. I love dragons. Uh, some call me the dragon queen. I have somewhere around 40 dragon miniatures now, I'd say. Um, I love them all so much uh if i had to pick one that wasn't a dragon i would say the gelatinous cube i just think they're a lot of fun i love when new players encounter a gelatinous cube and have no idea what's going on um we all have that sort of memory i think that first time you encounter a gelatinous cube and you accidentally run into it and you're stuck there and then you sort of realize that there's dangers you couldn't even fathom in this world and I love that about those all right and that is a one what is your favorite playable class Um, right now I would have to say that is a monk I have a gnome monk that I play her name is Ellis and I absolutely love playing her she's a lot of fun I love that she's so small but can pack such a punch literally (laughs) <laughs> I rode around just uh punching people in their kneecaps and taking them down and she's just uh she's a lot of fun to play with. She's very happy and um adventurous and always willing to see the good in the world but also willing to take down anybody that stands in her way. Um so yeah, I'd have to say I'd have to say a monk right now. I've played a lot of others and I do enjoy them all, but Right now, Monk is my favorite.
0: Thanks, Ashley. That feels weird. No, you're peps. You will forever be peps. But you are Alliance scum, though. Uh, I I don't know how to move on with this. No, we're, we're just going to have to go to one of my oldest and most personal friends. um, The guy who got me into D&D. The man who's done more for my D&D career than anybody else. The always flamboyant and clearly excited Nick. Hey guys,
4: my name is Nick. I've been playing D&D and other role-playing games for about 20 years now. When I was a kid, my dad used to go to this used bookstore and they had a big box full of Dungeons & Dragons modules from the 1980s. I was pretty young and I really didn't know what I was looking at, but I did like looking at the covers and reading the adventures and kind of imagining that I was playing this game. It took me a while before I found a group of like-minded people who were also interested in trying it out. I played a lot of other systems, Gamma World, Vampire the Masquerade, I guess I first really got into it when 3rd edition launched, I guess this was around 2000. I consider that to be my first real entry into the hobby, though I was playing other systems and dabbling before. So I was asked to roll some dice and answer some questions, so here we go. So what is my least favorite monster in 5th edition? Honestly I'd have to say Dragon. Probably not a very popular answer, but my reason for it is I've always wanted to, as a player, kill a dragon. And I don't think in the 20 years I've been playing we ever got a campaign to the point where we were high enough level to confront a dragon as a real serious threat and also kill it. Uh, I think most of the time I prefer to play around in uh, Tier 1. I kind of like low-level adventures. I like scrappy kind of underdog parties. By the time you get to like dragon slaying territory. Your characters are decked out in all kinds of magic items, and they're pretty formidable. Um, having too many options at my disposal feels a little bit uh, overwhelming, maybe. So, I love dragons, but they're also probably one of my least favorite monsters. Alright, next question. What is my least favorite playable race in 5th edition? I'm not a huge fan of Tieflings. Like, I might play one someday, but out of all the possible races, they're probably the least appealing to me. Part of the reason, I guess, is growing up with a lot of earlier editions, I don't see them as being a core part of the lore. I feel kind of like they're tacked on a bit. I also think their dark and brooding aesthetic is geared towards a very specific mindset that uh, I just really can't get into. Honestly, I think the further away a race is from like a stock human, the less appealing I find it. I'm kind of a fan of a more serious Gritty approach, and the more fantastical the race is, the harder it is to treat it seriously, in my opinion. In that sense, I think tieflings are maybe a little bit closer to humans than some of the other kind of uh, stock races, but I feel like there probably shouldn't be enough of them running around to justify whole empires or showing up on every adventurer party. Okay, one more question. What is my favorite playable class in 5th edition? This one's kind of tricky. Um, I have probably not played every class, so I don't know if I can make an educated assessment here. In previous editions, I might have said wizard or cleric. Not necessarily because of the power potential, but I do kind of like the flavor of both of those classes. In 5th edition, I think my favorite class that I've played was ranger. Considering the kinds of activities that a real adventurer would have to undertake, I feel like ranger in d and is a very overlooked class. When playing, I like campaigns with a bit of a survival element. Like an exploration element, hex-based terrain. That's the kind of environment that a ranger would really shine in. You don't see that too much in published adventures, which I think is what the majority of people tend to play. Basically, I think the class would be really fun in the right kind of setting, but I haven't seen that kind of setting come up very often. So yeah, that's a bit about me and some of my opinions. Thanks for having me on the show, guys, and uh, best of luck. Y'all,
0: when Nick says that he prefers gritty campaigns, he is not kidding. We have had some down-to-street-level Dungeons & Dragons action for years, and I cannot appreciate all of the work that this man has done more than I do now. Anyways, following a class act like Nick, ah, uh know what? I, it's going to have to be another class act. It's me. Here's me answering the question, y'all. I recorded this before we went in, so... So, past Dan, take it away. Why, thank you, future Dan. Now, you all know me, but uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, my name is Dan. I have been playing D&D probably for about more than 20 years. Um, I've been playing pretty much since I was eight years old. Um, My buddy Nick uh, got me into the game way back when, and um since then it's been a lifelong passion basically um we mainly played um we mainly played 3.5 edition for many many years occasionally dipping into the vampire the masquerades and uh, gurps and uh mutants and masterminds and oh we we uh we did a game called Alpha and Omega that came out. Like, I've, I've played a lot of tabletop role-playing games. Um, my second to D&D would probably have to be Vampire the Masquerade, but I haven't played that since I listened to, to a lot of chemo- My Chemical Romance. So we're just going to move on from that one. Um, you guys know mostly what my... Um, Opinions were from the previous Meet the DMs episode, which we did three years ago, but uh, time to rehash that. So, um, like everybody else has done, I got a little D10 here and I will be rolling the dice and answering the questions as they come up. And at the end of the day, I'm the one who's going to be editing this, I'm the one who's going to be putting this all together. So, if I feel inspired to do more than three questions, I will. And screw you, Adam, I do what I want. All right, here we go. That is a 5 5 what is my favorite monster in D&D 5th edition um I, I i it hasn't really changed i don't think i might have said goblins or orcs or something before but it's the beholder man i, I freaking love the beholder the weird otherworldliness of it um the horror and the ability of it um but my most recent uh uh showing with one that ability to shut down all magic in a cone in front of it, man. Like how to new to your party 101. You get those parties that really, really depend on their magic items and these things that they've built up that is just stripped away from them in that cone. It it's uh it's beautiful, it's menacing, it's otherworldly, it's it's the cover boy for the monster manual. So you gotta love it. Let's do it again. Another dice. I, of course, I threw my dice out of the table. Ooh, a six. What's my least favorite monster in D&D 5e? All right. Uh, I would have to, as you could tell, I'd do this all off the top of my head. My least favorite monster in D&D 5e is probably going to be dragons. Sorry, peps, but I'm going to have to say dragons. Dragons can be a lot of fun. They can be... Um, very menacing big powerhouses against your party, but the way they've built them in 5e just makes no sense. You can be in a draconic bloodline, but you don't get to cast spells as a dragon. There are no more aura effects. There are no more weird uh abilities from that really separate the white dragons to from the black dragon, from the gold dragon, from the blue dragon, from the cobalt dragon. All of these things are vital to dragons and i just feel like they're underperforming so mechanically i would say a dragon is my least favorite monster um as for just least favorite monster to encounter on the table sturges fuck those gigantic mosquitoes i am the guy who gets eaten by hundreds upon hundreds of mosquitoes every year um if nile virus or whatever it is makes its way up north to canada i will be Patient Zero, Canada, with, with mosquito-borne illnesses. They love me and my sweet, sweet Irish blood. All right, we're going to move forward here with our next one. And an eight. What is my least favorite spell in d d 5th Edition? For a very long time, I was going, I would have said True Strike, because True Strike is mostly bullshit. But if you listen to the recent Undead episode, specifically, I believe it was Skeletons, we discovered that um, a lot of creatures, if they are arcane spell casters, retain that ability to cast arcane spells, um, even if they become skeletons. So a bunch of skeletons with true strike fueling a necromancer just sounds incredible. And his friends, like, you know, just skeletons are going to get destroyed. Cool. But having a skeleton hang in the back and just constantly every turn hitting that true strike buddy. So Uh, It's not my least favorite. It's not gonna be true Stark anymore. I would say my least favorite spell is spare the dying healing word. It's far too easy to live in this game. Let's make it more difficult. Stop giving these quick little glances to the side that heal. Um, I like the lay on hands level of stuff where you could pick and choose. Um, that kind of stuff is fine. So, if you want to have those kind of effects, keep them to the class features. But healing word as a spell is just, it's, it's an encounter changer. You lose that threat. Um, I do like revivify, but I would make it a higher level spell and a little bit more difficult to get to just because those lower levels. Are where you are going to feel that invincibility. Oh, sorry, that uh, that vulnerability more clearly. And as you get higher in level, you feel that invincibility see- uh, uh, sink in. I want the party to feel vulnerable longer. Um, and removing some of these abilities or pushing them back is a good way to do that. <coughs> so, um, all right, you know what? We're hovering at about seven minutes. I'm going to do one more. Four, what is my least favorite playable ri- race or sub-race in D&D 5th edition? I don't like the Eladrin. Screw the Eladrin. I also don't like the GIF, the hippo people. Um, I, I'm i not a big fan, and this might get me a lot of flack. Just for me personally, I don't like a lot of the anthropomorphized animal races in D&D. Um, I don't want to play as a heron. I don't want to play as a cheetah on two legs. I don't want to play as a lion or a hippo or a owl or a rabbit as recently came out in the UA. This is why this is fresh in my mind. Those don't scratch that itch for me. They hold zero interest. Um, So yeah, none of them. But if I was to choose from the main kind of player's handbook races, if I was to choose from the core, elves. I don't like playing elves. I just can't get into that headspace. I can't or halflings for the same kind of reason i halflings just feel like small humans they're they feel bland and i know we've we've talked about them at length about how they're not that and i get that intellectually but personally oh man i i i struggle to find the flavor in halflings and elves so so that's me uh thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast thanks for tuning in to this um magnificent 200th episode of the podcast um even though the math doesn't really make a lot of sense but it does trust us um adam's got spreadsheets he's got so many so many spreadsheets he shares the spreadsheets with me and it's like a high-pitched ringing in my ear oh you're welcome past dan i mean what a wonderful set of insightful answers oh that guy's so smart he should really have a podcast Anyways, let's jump behind the scenes for a minute and check in with somebody who provides the podcast with all sorts of crazy musical demands that Adam and I come up with. This isn't Corey. This is Tyler. Y'all have heard him on a couple episodes. So now, Tyler, what you got for us?
5: Hey, guys. My name's Tyler, and I'm the creator of Melodica's music. If you've heard the Call of Cthulhu series or are listening to it currently, you might hear uh, some of the music I've made in the background. If you haven't listened to it, then I recommend pulling up the Call of Cthulhu series because it's really good. But as for a little bit of information about myself regarding D&D, I kind of grew up with it in high school, playing all the way from AD&D to 3.5, being part of a few different campaigns. And it was a lot of fun. Just this idea that you could roleplay a character, a fantasy fictional character. And it was so much fun to kind of strategize and essentially make the best character you could. Again, this is the 3.5 mindset. But after uh, after I graduated, I took a bit of a hiatus, like 10 years a hiatus from being in any campaigns. Just didn't have the time. Participated in a few one-shots here and there. part of I was part of, the, was part of uh, Star Wars D20 for a tiny bit. But not, it wasn't until about five years ago that I got back into playing D&D. And also uh, Pathfinders sort, which turned into 5th edition uh, from, with our group. And I also started a my own group where I was DMing. The one out where I was playing is the one that's known as the Clear Cut Campaign, which we've heard a few times already. And the one that I'm currently running is one that's based in a world that has Disney references to it, whether it's villains, places, yes, I use Passamaquoddy, why not? And various other things which my players love, but there's no hugs and cuddles in this necessarily, they can die. But let's get to rolling some dice, because honestly, that's what we love to hear, and its mimic is when the dice get rolled. So I got my D10 here, and let's answer a couple questions, or a few questions here. Here we go, first question is number seven. What is your favorite spell in D&D 5th edition? I think my favorite spell, if I had to choose out of the multitude that there is, my favorite spell is going to be shape water. This simple cantrip has the is only limited really by your imagination and a five foot cube, but you can do so much with it. Is there much you can do in battle? Sure, there's a little bit you can do within like a battle scenario, but this is a great environmental one. This is one that affects the social and exploration pillar, as well as the, well, as well as the combat pillar as well, all three, if used well. So I would have to say that is probably my favorite spell. Super simple, but you can do so much with it. All right, let's move into another question. All right. Number five, what is your favorite monster in d and 5th edition? I think my favorite monster out of, again, there's so many to choose from, would have to be the iconic purple worm. The reason I say this is because it is not only a completely just crazy monster you don't want to go up against. But it also poses an environmental hazard if you play it in such a way. It is not every monster has to be kill it till it drops or run away from it. It can be, as I said, an environmental hazard, which we've learned already uh, listening to its mimic. So I would have to say the purple worm is my favorite. And it's just so much fun to play and to describe to your character. Okay, one more question. Let's see what we got here. Number seven. I've already answered number seven, so we're just going to roll again. And how did, And I got number five. I already did number five. Okay, come on. Number Seven again. I, I swear, I have more than just two numbers on this dice. Number nine. What is your favorite fantasy trope that you often see in D&D and other TTRPGs? I think if I were to put this into uh, words of what my favorite trope is, is this idea of whether you're a player, or the DM is I like to take this quote from Captain Cold. And that is, make the plan, execute the plan, expect, expect the plan to go off the rails, and throw away the plan. I'd say that's my favorite trope about any TTRPG that you can try and plan as much as you like and expect it all to go your way and then it goes out the window and you have no idea what's going to happen especially as a DM you want to have a plan to follow but you also want to kind of play with your player characters and what they want to do and so you never quite know exactly what's going to happen. Then again, that's the tagline of It's Mimic, is it? You never know what you're going to get. Well, guys, I'm happy to be on this podcast, and it's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at Melodica's Music on Instagram. And although I may not post much, please hit me up with some questions, or if you have any musical inquiries, let me know. Other than that, guys, I'll talk to you later.
0: Thanks, Tyler. I am really, really intrigued by the idea of a Disney World themed or Disney themed campaign. I am apprehensive that it would work, but if anybody could pull it off, it would be Tyler. That man is a genius in more ways than music. Um, again, check him at Melodica Music. Everybody, he's brilliant. Anyways, moving on from Tyler. Besides Pepperina, there's only one other DM on the podcast who is a dirty foreigner from a distant land. Those star-spangled kids themselves are going to be rounded off here with good friend, the Zombie Knight, Hefe. You guys could call him Jeff.
6: So my name is Jeff, and I go by the Zombie Knight on Instagram for silly reasons. I have been playing d d for about four years, maybe, and I should have gotten into it sooner, but I didn't for... Dumb reasons. Uh, I've been a lifelong reader of fantasy and science fiction. Loved it in my movies and TV shows. Had friends that played D&D in school. But I was way too fixated on other hobbies. Namely, going to punk rock shows and riding BMX when I was younger to really give it the time of day. And I look back now at all the fun times I could have had. But I really don't have any regrets at all the memories of music that I've seen and places I've been otherwise. So... It all balances out. But I play now, and I'm trying to make up for lost time. And uh, I've been DMing for almost as long as I've been playing. So, yeah. So that's that. Let's get to rolling on this table. Which, as uh, an American on a Canadian podcast, I have to say you guys are all spelling favorite wrong. Sorry, guys. America. Alright, so I rolled a 6. Let's see. What is my least favorite monster in D&D 5th edition? I'm actually going to go with the Tarrasque. Um, as much as I throw it as a joke at my players frequently, as the typical rocks fall, everyone dies, you know, I'll throw out the, oh, the bad guy has a scroll of Tarrasque as a joke. It's almost become such a meme in D&D fan circles that I just don't care about it. It just doesn't hold any interest for me whatsoever. Eh. That one is a 5, which goes back to what's my favorite monster in D&D 5th Edition, which... I'm actually... I'm trying not to put too much thought into these. That's gonna be the Skulk, which is just kind of a low-level, kind of creepy dude. Um, But they're very difficult to see, they're very stealthy, they're very difficult to track, and if you're smart about it as a DM, they can be really, really fucking creepy... To throw at your players who have no idea what's after them, can't see what's hitting them, and you can really set a mood with them, and that's a lot of fun. Ultimately, they're not that hard, but there's a lot of fun flavor and tone if you play them right. Next roll is a one. What's my favorite playable class and or subclass? Um, I, don't, I like all the classes. I would play all of the classes. I would like to play all of them at some point. But the go-to, the one that I will always pick if it's a one-shot or I just need a character on the fly, is a paladin. Um, They have a good combination of just about everything. You can cast spells, you can hit stuff, you can really, really fuck up your DM's plans hardcore on a boss fight just by being strategic and smiting the shit out of whatever they threw in front of you. And it's really gratifying to just do a ton of damage I also really enjoy the high-risk versus high-reward playstyle. I like hanging it all out there and knowing that if I fail, my character's probably going to die. And that's fun. I like that. So, yeah, that's my bit. I don't really have anything more to say. You can follow me on Instagram if you care at all, at the.zombie.knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, on Instagram. Have fun, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. The scroll of Tarasque terrifies
0: me. I just want to say that. Anyways, the latest addition to the podcast, but certainly not the least, is somebody who has the unfortunate burden of playing a weekly game with the one, the only, the player hater himself, Dave. So up next is the most resilient, patient player I've ever seen at any table
7: ever. It's Kyle. Good gravy. Okay, let's get started here. Introduce myself and my history with D&D. Well, my name is Kyle. Uh, I have been playing D&D on and off since I was about 13. Um, mostly for the last eight months, I've been really back into it hard. Like I, I got bit by that bug and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I guess there's nothing like the world going to shit to make you want to enmesh yourself in a fantasy world really hard. Um, yeah. Uh, roll the dice and answer some questions. Da, 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 da. Oh, there goes my dice. All right, so what we got? What is my favorite playable class? Uh, that is easy. It is the Cleric, uh, because I find it very fun to play high and mighty holier-than-thou, and try to convince everybody that I am right. Um, My DM, Dave, tells me that I'm one of the most manipulative people that he knows, so, I mean, I guess it's really par for the course. Uh, I was insulted, but then I answered that question like that, and now I see that he makes a good point. Um, I also really like the fact that they are a nice mix between spellcaster and melee uh, but lean more heavy into the spellcaster side of things Um, and I think they just got a really fun spell list and I like uh, the idea of talking to a deity Um, yeah and really I I just think there's a lot of cool ways you can go with a character uh, being a cleric alright next Uh, What is my least favorite playable race and or sub-race? Oh, that is easy. And it is also time for unpopular opinion. Uh, Dwarves. I think dwarves are boring. um, And I don't really enjoy them. I think they're very uh, black and white. uh, With not a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? Nuance to them. Uh, And yeah and they don't move as far and nah nap 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 they're overdone and i dislike them all right one more what is my favorite trope that i often see in D and other tabletops oh that is easy i love me a big bad evil guy that uh gives a crazy monologue you know how dare you enter my lair? Do you know who I am? You know, something where they just go off, talking in their tangents, like the classic Bond villain giving you their whole plan, their whole evil plan. I love it. I don't know what it is about it. Um, when they just go off, it just gets me... Right in the tickle trunk. No, that's... I probably shouldn't say tickle trunk. Uh, Right in the... Cockles of my heart. Yeah, we'll go with cockles of my heart.
0: I mean, Kyle, I gave you a bunch of compliments before we got to your clip, and now you're telling me that you don't like dwarves? How do you not like... Buddy, they're... they're, (sighs) You know what I'm mad now he's got some great voice acting skills if you if you heard it so it's its softened the blow a little bit but before I before I lose control I'm gonna have to move on so from the newest person on the podcast to the oldest guest the first person we ever had sit down with us as a special guest I think this was because one week Terry was sick or something anyway or Adam was sick or something I forget it was two years ago it is time for good buddy of mine Brad.
8: Thanks, Dan. It's been a privilege to be a guest on the podcast for so long and didn't even realize I was actually the first guest. That's pretty cool. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast or maybe don't know me as well, um, I'm Brad. I'm a friend of Dan's and now would consider myself to be a friend of all the rest of the guest hosts as well. I started my tabletop role-playing career, let's call it, uh, with Pathfinder First Edition. Dan got me into it. We ran a bit of a short campaign. Uh, Took a bit of a hiatus as life happened and then got back into it when Dan asked me if I wanted to play a game of 5th edition as he was getting ready to start the podcast. He wanted something to DM to get his chops up to snuff, I guess, and I got to enjoy playing with him. Fun fact, I've actually inherited two campaigns, one Pathfinder, one 5th edition campaign from Dan where he's kind of started up and then partway in, kind of handed it off to me. He's sworn he would never do it again, but I don't hold any grudges as much as I like to tease him about it. I think it was a really good way for me to kind of get my feet wet in DMing. With that out of the way, let's get rolling some dice and see what comes up. All right, first roll. That is a 7. Uh, what is your favorite spell in D&D? Well, I think for anybody who's been listening for a while, this should be no surprise, but it's Lightning Bolt. I uh, have an absolute love for anything Thunder and Lightning. If you've been listening for a while, you already know this. Uh, but Lightning Bolt is just an iconic spell. Uh, it's actually a little more versatile than you may think. I mean, damage, straight damage, 8d6 in a line 100 feet long. So if you can match to line up a couple enemies, that's pretty cool. I mean, deck save, it's pretty common to have people who can save against that. So it's not always the most reliable. But what I really like about it as well is the fact that you can basically light anything on fire in that line as long as it's not being held or carried. So you can picture yourself out in a forest if you maybe need to make a way out, or you want to put a line of fire between you and an enemy, or maybe trap somebody in and block a way of escape. Lightning Bolt is great for that. It's uh, definitely more than just a pure damage spell, Uh, and so if you really think outside the box and use it properly, you can really find a few uses for it. I like it a lot. Alright, next question. That's a one. What is your favorite class or subclass in 5th edition? Ooh, Uh, definitely the Cleric. It's my number one go-to class, and then obviously as a subset of that, it's the Tempest Cleric that I love the most. That said, there's a lot of really different and interesting ways to build a Cleric. I actually don't really like playing the Life Cleric. I'm not really looking to heal with my Clerics, I just really like the... Weapon, shield, heavy armor sort of archetype that you can generally build from most Cleric subclasses. So that's kind of something I really enjoy doing. Yes, you could build a Paladin, but some of the flavor of the Cleric I've always enjoyed. That said, right now I'm actually playing a Sorcerer. But if I was to make another character, I would probably be looking at either a Paladin or I'm really digging the Artificer right now and all the variants that it has. So those are kind of the ones that I'm really enjoying right now. Uh, but Cleric, definitely number one. All right, third and final question. That is a five. What is your favorite monster in D&D 5th edition? Um, I actually really love giants of all different types. Um, I think they're really cool, really flavorful. I like the idea of coming across these gargantuan creatures. I just think giants are really, really interesting. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite out of the giants, it's probably actually the Frost Giant. Uh, I think they really have a cool... Aesthetic to them, a good look, a good kind of culture around them. I really like the Viking feel that you get from them, the great carrying the great axes and you know, following their code and everything else. I'm, I'm partial to the storm giant, but giants in general are something I'm a big fan of. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast for so long, guys. And uh, it's been a real fun time uh, recording with you guys. I can't wait till we can do it again in person sometime. Uh, and I really look forward to uh, continuing on with the podcast. I really enjoy learning about D&D as I study and prepare for these and just getting an opportunity to chat about something I love playing. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye now.
0: Thanks, Brad. I, buddy, you got to move on to a different element. Have you tried fire? There's more there for you for fire. Take some elemental adept. Maybe be able to push through some resistances with it. Make it more useful. Just get away from the lightning. It's starting to become a thing. So we're going to move on from Little Mister Shocky Pants himself onto probably the most terrifying DM we have on the podcast to date. Neither Adam nor I are willing to mess with Megan, so I'm just going to give the floor to her. Uh, please don't hurt me.
9: Hey guys, um, you guys know me now at this point as Megan or anyone who follows my Instagram at omega o. Um, I don't know why everybody is so afraid of me, but uh, I guess it just has something to do with the fact that I have a tendency to wake up and uh, choose violence, but that is just a personal preference and a personal choice, so take that. Um, I've been playing D&D for what feels like not a very long time, but really has been definitely over a decade. Um, I met Dan, Adam, and Terry through um, Happenstance. Uh, They were playing in a very long D&D campaign, and I was taking the place of a friend who was going to be leaving that campaign, um, and I had never met any of them. And they were very brand new to me, who ended up being a very, very much larger part of my life than I think any of us ever expected. But at the end of the day, that is what D&D does. It brings people together. See, guys? I could be nice. Take that. I just finished eating my breakfast. They're going to get a whole lot of mouth noises for a minute. So let's uh, start rolling some questions, shall we? Three... What is my favorite playable race? You know what? I'm going to have to say probably Halfling on this one. Um, We did an episode on them quite some time ago. And I just kind of fell in love with the, not only the playability because they are kind of broken in certain ways, but also just the fact that they do actually have more of a history than people are willing to take the time to learn and utilize within their gameplay. So, yeah, I would have to say that that is absolutely probably the one that I've used Almost for every character I've built over the course of the COVID nonsense. Yeah. All right. That's it. Oh, Oh dear. Six. What do we got here? Least favorite monster is probably a Beholder. Um, We've probably talked about this for many, many, many a long time. Wait, actually, no. So Beholders, just because of like personal issue, because, you know, um, it killed one of my favorite characters and uh, yeah, broke my heart a little bit. And they're just scary as all hell. And when we did an episode on beholders, we learned all the different types of beholders there were, which I didn't even realize there were that many types of beholders. So the fact that there's more than just your regular beholder scares the shit out of me. But my other one I would have to say is mind flayers. Uh, I definitely have run run into these in game as player, um, as well as utilize these every once in a while um, just to scare the shit out of people. So if you haven't used a mind flayer before or come across one, definitely use one absolutely use one it'll scare the shit out of your players all right Oh, i rolled six again oh guys i i'm not gonna lie to you i rolled six again all right eight what is my least favorite spell in D fifth edition polymorph just flat out i don't think it's fair i don't think it's a fun thing to have to deal with as a dm it's frustrating because every puzzle you create can be solved by turning into some kind of a creature And as a player, it's frustrating playing with someone who has polymorph because every problem you come across is solved by polymorphing into some kind of a creature. So I really, really hate polymorph. I feel like it should be something that if a player is able to polymorph into any creature it damn well chooses to, um, size, of course, you know, depending, it should really take on the intelligence of that creature. Like, I don't know. Just something to make it less awesome. I just recently played in a campaign where our player turned into a dragon every, like, every minute. Like, just everything... Every time an issue happened, we he polymorphed into a dragon, solved the issue. Anytime we got into a fight, polymorphed into a dragon, kill everybody. Like, it just... It's just broken. And it's frustrating. And I can just watch a DM's face, hate it, even though they think it's cool, and the players at the table get super bored. So if you are a character who has polymorph, just... Use it sparingly. Use it when it makes sense and don't be a dick about it. But yeah, that's me choosing violence.
0: Okay, Megan, um, you've been with this podcast for a while and I I know you're listening to this. So I'm just going to say real quick here on Blast in front of everybody, you got to stop eating before you hit record. That's just kind of how we do it. Um, You never hear me eating or drinking or popping a beer. No, No, I do that all the time. Never mind, you're good. Anyways, um, we're gonna move on from the fact that Megan rolled three sixes in a row as well and go directly to one of the people who volunteered last summer with the podcast to give us a lot of help building our YouTube page. And that's the
10: one, the only, James. Well, my name's James. I've been playing D&D for four or five years-ish now. One of my favorite aspects about the game is the mechanics of it all. So I rolled a 6. The question would be, what is my least favorite monster in D&D? And that would probably be zombies or anything that has something similar to undead fortitude. That ability for them to stand up when they drop to zero absolutely kills me. Rolled a zero. What is your least favorite fantasy trope that you often see in D&D? And that for me, as I feel like for a lot of people, is they met in a tavern. There's so many interesting places. You could at least switch it to a guild hall, which gives you access and the party access to information and a constant income stream. Rolled an eight. What is my least favorite spell in DD? Would probably be Find Trap. The fact that it costs a spell slot and it's a 120-foot, I believe, cone, and it doesn't tell you where the traps are. Is in my opinion, a useless spell to take. I rolled a seven, so that would be what is your favorite spell in d and And that would, for me, would probably be Inflict Wounds. That Cleric spell puts out ridiculous amounts of damage, especially if you can crit. Oh, that's a little bit about me. Thanks for the ability to join the mailbag, guys. Back to the rest of it.
0: James is a go-getter. He rolled the four rolls, man, and he did it with style. You should learn something from James, Dave, you piece of crap. Anyways, that'll be it for this uh, mailbag special. I just want to thank I guess we have to do it, don't we? All right, well, uh,
11: here's Adam. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to roll the D10. Oh, that was a one. Um, what is your favorite playable class and or subclass in D&D 5th edition? Um, I have always said clerics and wizards. The divination wizard was so much fun when I covered it. I think it's low-key one of the most powerful subclasses out there, but I'm really starting to like the weird fucking druids. We did the druids dirty when we covered them in one episode. We haven't even gotten around a second episode on them yet because we just generally aren't fans but i keep looking at them and uh, especially with the stuff in tashes it's a lot of fun i also kind of want to revisit rangers i love the idea of a ranger but it was never feasible in fifth edition but now tashes has got so much more especially for the Beastmaster. um it is definitely something that i want to look into with all the variant abilities that you can sub in and out so something i want to check out but i think i'm going more the the woodsy classes at this point um, something that gets me out of the limelight for talking to people because God knows I do enough of that already. Let me roll again. A nine. What is my favorite fantasy trope you often see in D&D and other tabletop role-playing games? Um, my favorite trope? I don't know. I subvert the tropes at every opportunity, so this is a the bullshit question. Who wrote this fucking nonsense? Um... Uh, whatever I can do to make Dan say the word trope nine times in a fucking episode. Does that, does that count? Um, uh, my favorite trope is going to be the, I really like the idea of the crawl, um, from, from minion through lieutenant to captain to general to, to boss, the basic, um, like, Video game progression makes a lot of sense to me and I design most of my um, homebrew world and stuff where I have You know lieutenants and captains and generals and whatnot for my big bad guy for my players to be consistently defeating uh, Fighting all the time. They can learn to hate someone new over and over and over again, which is a lot of fun Um, It also gives me the opportunity to have one mastermind in the background Who's kind of a shadowy figure that no one really knows? what they look like or what they're up to or when they just know that they've got to defeat this person and they can see whatever kind of, um, um, evidence that, uh, that I want to show them in the meantime. So for example, uh, if they get the general down on his knees at like level 12, when I was expecting him to be around to level 18, they're about to execute and whatnot. And I can just open up a wormhole or a portal or something and suck him through to save his life at the last moment. That's going to frustrate them. But I've got this shadowy figure in the background who is able to do this. Now, sometimes I will use an evil cabal. Maybe it's a dragon. Maybe it's a lich. A lot of the times I just have it be a human who's gone mad with power. So it's like just an evil wizard. But it allows me to have a little bit of DM uh, fiat so that I can get out there and, and kind of mess with the story on the fly as I see fit. I've actually done that rescue the guy at the last minute a couple of times. Um, By opening up a portal underneath him and having a big bad evil guy pop through, save his ass, and drag him away to safety. Uh, And it always frustrates the hell out of the players, but it's totally on par with whoever this big evil bad guy. That they know they've got to fight from like day one. They know they're building up towards it. And I really like that. It's not necessarily, uh, uh, we have to get the magic MacGuffin. We have to... Save the princess or we have to go infiltrate the orcs or wipe out the knoll horde or whatever it is I I don't bother with that this stuff is great, but it's Subtext it's it is the thing that you do on the way to fighting the big Villain and I love having the steps on the way Um, I usually like to give the players the list of who those people are early because I like Mega Man and uh You always knew who the enemies were when you go in. Like Mario 3 was my favorite Super Mario game. And you had to fight all of his kids all the way through it. So like there were the eight kids on the way up to, you know, Bowser. Like that's, I don't know, that's how I run. That's my brain. So anyway, that's my favorite trope. I'm going to roll for the last one now. And that is a eight. What is my least favorite spell in D&D 5th edition? As a Dungeon Master's counter spell. Fuck you. Just like, there we go, hard stop the end. I just do not like Counterspell. I understand why it exists, but man, do I hate getting spammed with Counterspell. That just makes me add more spellcasters to the playing field, and it makes me have to think about how I'm going to potentially imbalance every fight if Counterspell is on the table. Um, The real saving grace for it is that Counterspell can only be used once as a reaction per round, and it does eat up spell slots, so I kind of tend to build encounters where i'm eating up your third level spell slot over and over and over again if i can of course it can be higher spell slots as well depending on what you're trying to counter spell and well you guys know the spell but i just i just fucking hate it i hate it um a very very close second is going to be locate whatever i just don't like locate whatever spells i think it cheapens the idea of the um, exploration Pillar, which is already the bastard child of 5th edition in the first place. So, Locate Object. Uh, find Steed is not quite the same, but any of the like the locating locatings... Where, oh, I can all of a sudden scry and I figure it out. Man, again, I get why the designers built it this way. And as a DM to use it against players, it's really fun. But as a DM watching the players use it against me, it makes me have to start thinking of four dimensions. Which I don't mind doing, but I would rather fucking not if i can avoid it so um anyway that that's uh, that's my three those are my updates uh and i will toss it back to i guess i guess dan i'm sorry guys for making you have to listen to dan so much he's just well you know we gotta we gotta keep the little guy happy okay for real though that will be the end of this mailbag special
0: of the it's a mimic podcast where you never know what you're gonna get as always, guys, we love to hear from you. We love to talk to you. We You are the reason we do all of this. So please head on over to Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit at r slash It's a Mimic to contact us and chat with us. Um, you can head over to the website, www.itsmimic.com. And while you're there, please hit that fancy donate button that keeps the lights on here. Please go out, tell your friends and your D&D group about the podcast. We want to try to get as many people inspired and loving this beautiful game as we can. That's the reason we do this. So from my heart, um, and I'm going to speak for all of the DMs on the podcast here, this massive organization we've built up behind us. Thank you. We love you. We know that this season has been incredibly tiring. This past year has been incredibly tiring and stressful, and things are starting to look up. There's starting to be an light at the end of that tunnel. So everybody continue staying safe, continue making smart, ethical decisions. We love you. Thank you for listening. Okay, so it being a podcast episode without Adam actually being in the room with me, um, and he just is like one of the rest of the guys in this one. He just sent me the recording. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't do the numbers crunch for him about what we just went through. So. Um, as you guys know, Adam is a massive uh, number nerd, and I low-key am one as well. So I went through as I was editing this after the fact and figured out how many times people rolled what numbers. Now, above every other number, the number one was rolled the most out of everybody else. So, So we know what everybody's most favorite class is, but nobody rolled least favorite, which is the number two. So what we're going to say real quick, my least favorite class in this game, I'm just going to answer real quick. So at least someone can answer it. So my least favorite class in this game to this day, uh, I mean, sorry guys, it's got to be the rogue. It is my least favorite class. I understand the niche it fills and how it's necessary in the game. That's not why I hate it. Why I hate it is because they are really the only ones that can pull off what they can um, to any extent, which has made Watsy give them an endless source of abilities and traits that really could have been fanned out amongst monks and bards and these other high dex classes. So my least favorite class is rogues. That being said, I did just play one. So a little hypocritical. Anyways, um we have next highest on that list are number 6 and number 8 that is our least favorite monster and our least favorite spell. After that at a shocking 5 times is our favorite monster which was number 5, so 5 for 5. After that we had number 7 which was our favorite spell that was answered 4 times and number 3, number 4 and number 9 were all answered 3 times on this podcast. So So there you go. Only one left is number 10, or as James calls it, number zero. God damn it, James. Uh, That one was rolled twice, once by James and once by Adam. So um, there you have it, guys. We have number one at seven times. Number two, just the once. I just did it here for you. Number three, three times. Number four, three times. Number five, five times. Number six, six times. There's an odd trend, and I'm not going to go too into it here. Number seven, four times combo breaker. Number eight was answered six times. Number nine, three times. And number ten, just the two times. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Stay safe. Have a good one. And we'll see you, well, I guess, tomorrow. There's another. I, I got to edit another episode after this one.
9: Pff, ain't no rest for the wicked. Thank you for listening to an It's a Mimic production. <laughs>
7: okay, you're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>